Folks, hello, this is Alex. You're about to hear episode 96 of Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. 9-6, we are right in the middle of the membership drive leading up to episode 100. And very exciting news all around with that. We just hit a new goal, which is a game show tips workshop slash hangout slash storytelling time that I'm going to run in a few weeks. Full details are over at sifpod.fun. The next goal after that is also a bunch of fun. If we hit our next goal, I'll be able to commission digital art to celebrate episode 100. And that new art is going to be of a piece with existing art just for patrons. If you sign up now, you get that art immediately. Because in the run-up to episode 50, I had artist Adam Coford make a poster. I was able to commission a poster because of your support. So it was fun digital art of characters for all 50 first episodes of the podcast. I want to rehire him for a whole new poster for episodes 51 through 100, right? Massively build out and extend the uh, artistic character universe for the show. What I just said makes a lot more sense if you have seen the first poster and if you're a patron. So also, if you become a patron, this whole plug just makes more sense. Very fun. Less confusion. Anyway, that's the plug. I really hope we get that poster. I really hope you enjoy the first poster. And of course, enjoy episode 96. Car horns, known for being loud, famous for, eh. nobody thinks much about them, so let's have some fun. Let's find out why car horns are secretly incredibly fascinating. Welcome to a whole new podcast episode, a podcast all about why being alive is more interesting than people think it is. My name is Alex Schmidt, and I'm not alone. My guests today are Diana McCollum and Eileen O'Connell. Diana is a returning guest from the past episode about rest areas. Diana is the co-creator of FromSuperheroes.com, and that is a whole slew of very funny internet pop culture stuff. They have the text from Superheroes series. They have other online material as as articles and everything else. They also have podcasts, and she co-hosts a fantastic one. It's called Talk from Superheroes. It's been nominated for six Canadian podcast awards. You can search that name or follow the show links to hear Talk from Superheroes. And then Eileen O'Connell is a wonderful comedy writer. You may have seen her work online at places like Funny or Die, or on stage at places like the Pack Theater in L.A., or in actual newspapers. Like She's done funny work at the Washington Post and the Chicago Tribune. Eileen and I are also both from Chicagoland, and so you'll, you'll hear some Chicago and Chicago area stuff come up. So glad to see her again and to have her on this one, and Diana too. Turned out great. Also, I've gathered all of our postal codes. I've used internet resources like native-land.ca to acknowledge that I recorded this on the traditional land of the Canarsie and Lenape peoples. Acknowledge Diana recorded this on the traditional land of the Haudenosaunee, Anishinaabek, Mississauga, and Wendat peoples. Acknowledge Eileen recorded this on the traditional land of the Gabrielino Ortongva and Keech and Chumash peoples. And acknowledge that in all of our locations, Native people are very much still here. That feels worth doing on each episode. And today's episode is about car horns. 
just one heads up with that topic. There will be a couple horn noises in the podcast. I will give you a warning before they come. And they're mainly there so you can get like the exact sonic quality and sonic experience of a horn. I know you know what they sound like in general, and I think it's a really fun topic for this show. Everyone knows about horns. Nobody thinks them through. So, please sit back, or sit in eager anticipation of funny stories about the awuga type of horn. Either way, here's this episode of Secretly Incredibly Fascinating with Diana McCollum and Eileen O'Connell. I'll be back after we wrap up. Talk to you then. Diana, Eileen, it is so good to have you both. And of course, I always start by asking guests their relationship to the topic or opinion of it. Either of you can start, but how do you feel about car horns? Uh, I'm stressed by them, personally. Uh, Don't like it. Don't like it when I encounter them on the road. Don't like it when I encounter it in television as a fictional car. Stresses me out every time. Very fair, yeah. And like TV ones, do you do the thing that I do where the characters who are sitting in the front two seats of the car are not paying enough attention to the road? Like the driver keeps looking at the other person for long chunks of time to talk to them. And then I feel like they're going to get in the wreck. Cool. (laughs) That is that that weighs on me every time they shoot a scene like that. I should get over it, but I don't. <laughs> but yeah, stress from horns. That makes sense to me. Yeah. I got to say, I think they are the worst horn easily. There's like a, <laughs> they're easily the worst horn. There's a scale of horns. Okay. You got like, like bike horns are like these like cute little guys. And they're like, oh, excuse me. I'm very small. You didn't see me, but I'm coming. Yeah. And you got like train horns and trains are like, I'm huge. I can't stop. I'm like, you, you need a horn. Yeah, choo choo. Choo-choo, because you can't stop. And then cars are just like, yeah, we see you. Stop it. Just stop beeping at us. You're all the same size. You're everywhere. You're loud. And I have very little personal connection with horns. I actually think this is very funny what you keep having me on for, Alex, because I don't go in cars. So I don't go to rest stops, which was my first episode. (laughs) I don't go in cars. I don't have a license. So I have very little attachment, but I know they're loud and I don't like them. That's a good outsider perspective. I'm I'm from the outside looking in on the car. <laughs> yeah, because going in a bit, I was like, horns are definitely the most invasive part of other people driving if you are not driving at all. So I wonder how Diana feels about that, because that has to bleed in. We None of us escape this feature of the car. I also think as people who podcast, you're just like, please be quiet out there. <laughs> please. <Yes. laughs> you definitely don't need to be doing this. I'm trying to be alone with my thoughts for the one period of time that I'm allotted and you're honking at me. <laughs> right. My solitude slash having fun with folks. Mm-hmm. It's both. I can't, it's I'm trying to cry <laughs> and this is impeding <laughs> my therapeutic tears. <laughs> but yeah, so they're, they're an invasive species, I'd say. Yeah, I get that. So I, I live in Brooklyn now and also we held on to our car from North Carolina. So we still drive. We still, we're not just subway people, but I find that northeastern U.S. driving is the worst and chaotic and constant horn honking. Really? And then when we were in L.A., I felt like everybody was a professional. Everybody had like a reason for the crazy move they were doing. The honking was rare and infrequent and warranted. It was great. Maybe that's too rosy, but that was how I felt about it. Uh, I would say since COVID, it's gotten worse in L.A. as far as, I mean, just in general in life also, obviously. But also the honking (laughs) situation and the driving situation has gotten worse because people, 
their driving abilities was already very questionable. Therefore, their horn abilities is also questionable. And they kind of forgot what little they knew <laughs> from, sure. like, being inside so much. So it's just gotten way worse. I imagine there was also, like, a brief time in COVID where, like, we all stopped going places. So there were fewer cars. Yes. And now I imagine drivers are mad that there's a lot of cars again. Yeah, That's wow. exactly it. If I'm from an outsider's perspective, thank you for your outsider perspective. From, yes. Looking in, <laughs> just looking at the the numbers and the the stats, <laughs> which I'm sure we'll, we'll get from Al. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Was less cars now more cars? If you look at this chart I've made, so it was low. Now it's high. So people are mad, and they beep the little beepy. It is because they're so conversational, like not, none of the sources I found were like solid enough to talk about. But I, f I found a few articles online that talked about like the language of car horns. And it was like <laughs> it was it was silly, but it was all like two little beeps means, hey, buddy, you know, and then like laying on the horn as you're mad, you know, and it is I like it as a verbal thing. And I hadn't thought of it as something along with the whole rest of language and socializing that got a little bit harder with COVID. It totally is like a little like a little beep beep. It's like, hey, uh, the light just turned green and you're either looking at your phone or you're grabbing an Altoid. But like a honk is like, hey, I hate you and your family and your ancestors and I hate your car. <laughs> yeah, a little a two little beeps is kind of cute. You're right. It is kind of just like it's you like I'm here to pick you up. Beep beep. I'm at front. <laughs> yeah. Beep. And you're kind of like, oh, they're here. Beep beep. Mm -hmm. It's like in uh, the song Aaron's Party, where it's like, beep, beep, have a good time. Of course, we all know Aaron's Party. We all know Aaron's Party. We all listened to Aaron Carter when we were getting our braces tightened in 2002. Okay, this wasn't, this wasn't yeah. Aaron Carter one. I'm, I'm more prone to the one where he beat Shaq at basketball myself. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's classic. <laughs> Aaron Carter had a, a, a illustrious young An childhood. illustrious career uh, singing about himself, mostly, which I admire. <laughs> Huh, I'm going to be my own advocate. Well, I'm very excited. I'm hope I'm hoping Alex is going to tell us who created car horns, so we can not like that person. Oh yeah, please. When we when we get into stuff. Yeah, I pretty much found out. So and, and I, I <laughs> which, like it's not there's not a one definite definite inventor, but there's a couple key people. Yeah, and and there's an extremely specific era. I think we can start to get into that stuff. And on every episode, our first fascinating thing about the topic is a quick set of fascinating numbers and statistics. This week, that's in a segment called Mean Mode Median, Different Ways to Estimate Your Distributions. If your stats are problems, then I have solutions. View the chart below for volume and dilution. Mean Mode and Median. Oh my God, Lindy Miranda, what are you doing here in this podcast? <laughs> There are three of us, and now there's four, including you. <laughs> Guys, huge special guest. God, what a find. It's very kind of you. Uh, this, uh, this is a little bit of Despacito from Mitch Vega. Aww. Thank you for submitting that, Mitch. We have a new name for this every week. Please make him as silly and wacky and bad as possible. Submit to SipPod on Twitter or to SipPod at gmail.com. I also would definitely welcome any Encanto or other Lin-Manuel uh, suggestions. Please. Sure. Great. I would. Yeah. I, mean, I have no say in this, but I also welcome that. <laughs> I love listeners getting the power to make Alex sing anything. It's been fun. Yeah, I think I've said it on past ones too. Like this is not a a fear factor. I hate this thing for me. It's enjoyable. Like so, keep it up. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the one little joy he has in this small thing we called life. Yeah. 
look, you graduate high school, you're not in the musicals anymore. You know what I mean? Like, let's let's keep this train rolling. You know what I mean? I have I have another chart here that musical numbers do drop as you leave high school. You are in far less, as you can see. Mm-hmm. Yes. It is sad. You're oh man, now I'm sad about how fewer musicals I'm in these days than I used to be. Oh no. <laughs> I was also in a lot of musicals. Guys, community theater. That's true. Yeah. But COVID. <laughs> fair, 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 fair. TikTok. TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> Actually TikTok, yeah. TikTok is true. for theater kids. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Well, uh the, the first number here is a sound number. It is one hundred ten. And 110 is the standard decibel level for a car horn in the United States. And that's according to Lauren Vogelbaum of How Stuff Works. Also, that's not a legal requirement. That's just kind of what they're aiming for. But national law in the U.S. and national law in Canada is just that a road vehicle has to have a horn. And then there are state and local regulations for how loud it can be that are also pretty vague. Like, there's really not a lot of solid law in terms of how horns need to be. That makes sense. Because, like, you can hear people who have, like, custom horns. No, like, I feel like movies tell us they do. I've never actually met someone with a custom horn. Like, do 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 I'm not good at horns. I think you're great at horns. I want that to be my yeah. horn. <laughs> Diana, get out of your custom vehicle. We need to start taping the podcast. Get back here. <laughs> I will not get out. I have a microphone in here. Do, 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 do. <laughs> anyway, 110. How loud is that? Is that like leaf blower loud, I feel? it's. I, I ended up comparing it to long, long ago, I did an episode about emergency sirens. And apparently most emergency sirens are in that same range. They're 110 to 120. So oh, that, that don't seem like it should be fair. I think an emergency <laughs> siren should be louder than your car horn. I don't think you should be at the same the same rate as the ambulance. No, I'm I'm not nearly as yeah. important. <laughs> My Elantra isn't out saving lives. Right. If it was, you get the better horn. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Because also with custom horns, I when I lived in the west side of LA, I would just when we moved into the place, I started to hear a custom horn that was La Cucaracha. Like it's like Ucaracha, Ooh, Ucaracha. Oh, I think that's and, what I was trying to do earlier. Yeah. Uh, oh, really? There you go. And, uh, and after like the fifth or sixth time, I started making a point of running outside to try to see what it was. And it was like a fruit delivery truck. So that there was a regular La Cucaracha horn on my street to go to the corner store there. It was great. Really liked it. So like, like how an ice cream truck kind of has a, that's not a horn. That's just music they're playing, I guess. Yeah, it's like it, this guy made the choice of like I've parked to deliver the fruit, hit the horn, la cucaracha. Like that was his deal. And, uh, and la because, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and because it's like siren loud, I always heard it from my place. I couldn't get away from it. You know. What's nice about that is you know that is not an ambulance. Same level as the ambulance, <laughs> but it's la cucaracha. So you're like, I'm pretty sure we're safe. It'd be very inappropriate if that was the ambulance. <laughs> Yeah, boy. <laughs> She's not breathing. La cucaracha, la cucaracha. It might be a good way to revive me specifically, I'd say. <laughs> if I was unconscious and they were like, we got to wake her up, hit the horn, I'd be like, la cucaracha. Oh, I'm awake. I'm alive. I'm alive. This can give anyone a pulse and their feet start tapping, you know? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I get it. Positive thoughts, guys. <laughs> We're going to say yes and to the world with our 
with our ambulance horns. <laughs> well, and in terms of loudness, the next number here, next number is 200 feet, and 200 feet is about 60 meters. That's a common legal guideline for U.S. horn volume. You're supposed to be able to hear it from about 200 feet away. And CarAndDriver.com says California and a bunch of other states have that general guideline. Uh, and then also turns out in Canada, British Columbia has a guideline of 60 meters away. Some other provinces have something similar. But also most of those laws have that general hear it from this far guideline and then also have language about if the horn is too loud, if the horn is too irritating, that's not allowed. They're basically trying to give local authorities as much wiggle room as possible to tell someone to stop having a dumb horn, I think. <laughs> that makes sense. All right. So, like, officer, I need it. And you're like, you don't need that horn. They should have to give you a better, a different horn if they don't like your horn. I like that. They should have to carry a standard horn and be like, mm, sorry, La Cucaracha, here you go. No, that would be terrible. No, don't give them that power. I retract this all. I, they shouldn't be able to take the little cucaracha horn. Yeah, it's it's like when businesses or transits say we do have masks, so you have to wear one. Like 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 we do have horns. You have to stop being weird. You have to take a normal <laughs> horn, please. Well, what's funny about this is uh, I apologize because we're not supposed to do research, but I did a, I did like a quick thing because I'm like, what are horns like legally for in your car? Like, what do you need? Like, so I looked up like oh, yeah. a driver's manual. I'm like, I looked looked up the word horn, and it's not in there. Like there's cool. no point there's, there's no, no point in your like driver's ed manual training when they're like this is when you use the horn. Huh. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm trying to remember Illinois driver's ed and if we talked about it. I don't it. think we did. <laughs> I found one driver's manual that said you have to use it if you have a motorcycle cuz people can't see you cuz you're little. And then another one that said you have to use it if you're a tractor trailer because you're big and you can't see. So you got to beep a lot. So if you can't see, either way. If you can't see or if you can't be seen, beep, beep. Have a good but time. If you're, but if you're medium sized, I could not find a, a, a manual that was like, this is when you use the horn. Wow. <laughs> so I don't know why it matters what the sound level is if you never legally need it. I think I just learned socially. Like, I don't think there was a part of the test that said do honking. I don't think there was training from my gym teacher who was the driver's ed teacher, but I like I, I remember at some point learning that the horn is not just rude. Like it's for letting people know they're about to hit you or just like it's a, it's a useful signaling device. But when I was a kid, I just thought horns were rude, period. And now I now I get it. Oh, you just thought they were rude. There was no 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 two no, no happy beeps. No. Doot doot. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> no, doot doot. <laughs> my horns so bad no they're great yeah we're gonna get a like local radio style soundboard going by the end of this it's gonna be amazing <laughs> of different <laughs> homemade horns we can do i hope i accidentally swear later and you beat me out with one of my own horns <laughs> <laughs> show her she's great at horns <laughs> So anyway, there doesn't appear to be a time where you're, you're legally supposed to, but like definitely socially, you don't you don't want to get hit by another car. You want them to yeah. move when there's a green. And it's like fully illegal to not have one. Like the law says you absolutely have to have one. And then the but then all the manuals and training are like, you'll figure it out. You'll understand. <laughs> That's what's weird, right? You legally have to have one. And there's no time when you legally need to use one. Yeah. 
And it's just like, this will come up. <laughs> Eventually. You'll figure it <laughs> Speaking of sound, the next number here is 1930. The year 1930. Good year. That's... <laughs> no. <laughs> Such a bad year. <laughs> it was a bad year. Like a wait, no, day. I think that's like between the world was wars. Like the twenty twenty of the nineteen hundreds. Yeah, everyone had just lost all their money. Oh wow. <laughs> oh, see, I'm thinking like you're between the world wars though. But yeah, money's good too. You want money? <laughs> you need to have peace or money. You can't have both. Yeah, that's that's right. Why can't we have both? <laughs> <laughs> Well, now I'm gonna guess we also have car horns. So we, yeah. So they they already had car horns, which we'll talk about. But 1930 is when car radios first became a relatively common feature. Uh, according to the Globe and Mail, there were precursors in the 1920s. They think the very first car radio was a custom job in Australia. But in 1930, the Galvin Manufacturing Corporation sold the first mass market car radio. It cost about the quarter of the price of a car to get one added, uh, specifically a Ford Model A, so a cheaper car, but still. Um, and when car radios were on the way, one of the first reactions to them was, this is unsafe because people won't be able to hear car horns. Like, they'll have their music up too loud, and it'll interfere with car horns. We'll link a Lapham's quarterly excerpt of a 1930 New York Times story where a local official said, music will make people miss a car horn sound and die in an accident. So no radios. We showed them. <laughs> <laughs> so was there a lot of like did music back then have a lot of car horn sounds in it like i feel like it's two very different oh. sounds <laughs> probably like, I don't less think the, right i don't think the pop hits of 1930s were like here's my car horn <laughs> remix <laughs> i think there's like one gershwin song that has it but I mainly think of like like interstitial sound effects in rap music or Aaron Carter, I guess, uh, that to, <laughs> having the car horn. <laughs> or commercials, like commercials. Commercials love it. Yeah, on the radio. They love car horns. Like if it's like a like accident attorney, call this. Beep, beep. And always, I, I'm that old person who always thinks I'm being honked at. And like, oh, no, that was, that was the commercial. Yeah. Oh, they still get you, huh? They do. I feel like in the 1930s, it would be more like radio serials because they do all the sound effects in the oh, shows because yeah. oh. <laughs> they, they didn't have TV yet. So you're probably like listening to your shows back in the day in your car, <laughs> listening to a Superman podcast, basically. <laughs> Local officials are like, drivers will think they're pursued by the shadow. So we can't have radios. Forget it. The shadow will distract them. That's amazing. Oh, no, the gray ghost, and you swerve. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> yeah, this was a whole fear. And then uh, and then next number is 2021. Famous year, 2021. That's when... I remember that year. Yeah. <laughs> also bad. <laughs> Not great, no. <laughs> 2021 is when India's Minister for Transportation for the whole country publicly suggested replacing Indian car horns with devices that make a musical instrument sound, like a pleasant musical instrument noise instead of a car horn. All right, so we're all going to Lukukaracha in India. Mm -hmm. 
but even like not just tunes this is uh, this was minister Nitin Gadkari he was presiding over a highway inauguration ceremony last October in 2021 and he said that he was quote studying this and planning soon to make a law that all vehicle horns should produce pleasant sounds like those of the flute tabla <laughs> violin mouth organ and harmonium end quote I want a guitar riff. <laughs> like when I, like, it's got to be soothing. <laughs> no, it's got to be soothing guitar riffs. <laughs> I want everyone on the road to know that I'm really cool. <laughs> I want the Power Rangers guitar riff solo. Yeah. <laughs> um, just she just in your car like Eileen is driving. Like just really getting into it, you know. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Go, go, Eileen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I actually, I genuinely love this and think it should happen, though. Like, because it is impossible to have road rage if your horn is a flute. Yeah. I'm just going to throw that up there. You want to be mad at someone and you want to make more anger in the world, but your horn's a flute. So sorry. It's impossible. Can't stay mad. Yeah. It's not even in the family of like French horn or trumpet. You know, it's not even in the musical horns. It's the it's woodwinds. It's a wind instrument. Yeah. <laughs> it's just your breath in a tube. <laughs> That's all it is. <laughs> and also, this guy also said he wanted to do away with police and ambulance sirens and make them more agreeable, uh, do a different sound there. But I can't find any information on this getting drafted as a law or getting any traction or anything. So I think it didn't go anywhere. But he definitely publicly did an announcement where he was like, while we're opening this highway, let me just say, horns, forget it. Uh, Doing something else. (laughs) I actually feel like there's a scientific basis for this, though, because um, we did a a pilot project similar here in uh, uh, Toronto. And it was there was like um, a study that said people will do less crimes and be less angry when like classical music is playing. And so there's constantly classical music playing at one of the subway stops here in Toronto. And there's like never been a crime there since then. Like no one will rob you if like Beethoven is playing because it's too classy kind of like it makes you the vibes are off. Oh, my God. Like they have gas stations in L.A. that play classical music. And now I'm wondering if that is why. That's absolutely. in Burbank. (laughs) I'm guessing that is absolutely the reason. But Burbank, you know, classically fancy. Thank yeah. you. Yes, I take all the credit. <laughs> so yeah, I think if your if your horn can only make nice sounds, it does like lower anger levels. It keeps people from being jerks. I I have sort of kind of experienced it with our car is specifically a Honda Fit, which is a small car, and the horn is not angry like i can't use the horn to really express anger like i can lean on it for a long time but i know it won't floor anybody and so i think it reduces the the amount that i want to use it for like fury you know that makes sense knowing you will install no fear in someone with your horn will be like yeah you're gonna sound like diana's voice if you use your horn it's gonna be beep (laughs) (laughs) got another one sound like And uh, the next number here is easy to remember. It's zero. Got zero. That is the number of horns in a NASCAR racing vehicle. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. It turns out they're not uh, stuck in traffic. Traffic's always moving. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. (laughs) 
But also, I feel like horns are to be like, I want to pass you, but they all want to pass. Mm-hmm. It is. They would just be honking yeah. it the whole time. <laughs> it would be too loud, frankly. <laughs> I want a nice, quiet NASCAR race. Mm-hmm. Uh, like they're like they're all surprised the road's busy. Like, how is everybody out here at the same time? That's weird. <laughs> like they like they were born yesterday. It's like we all left the house at the same time. It's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> Are they allowed to have a horn? Because if you're one guy with a horn, that's going to mess everyone up. I, that's an interesting question. I, I'm i not sure if there's any rules about it. What I read said that they mainly don't have horns for the reason we just said, where, why. And then also it would be extra weight if they put a horn in the car. And they, these stock cars are like so NASA style cut down to the absolute essentials. Yeah, like they don't even have like doors that open, right? You have to like go in through... Yeah. A window or something. I don't know a lot about NASCAR. <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah, like it, it's I just missing. Sometimes observe things quietly and then remember them for, for later in podcasts. <laughs> but they, yeah, they do like a move into it because it is truly missing all the basic car amenities because that could weigh one more gram or whatever. So forget it. I also doubt they could hear because they have like headphones and a helmet on, don't they? Or I could also be wrong. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. And also, this is, I was looking at fansighted.com for some of this. Apparently, another another reason they don't have horns is they will bump each other if they want to pass or, or want to mess with the other guy. So, like, unlike our regular driving, they'll just run into each other's fenders in a, in a signaling way. Maybe get a horn. Yeah. Be safer. <laughs> Maybe just. You know what? I'm com- I'm coming back around if that's the alternative. <laughs> a little bump when you're going 500 miles per hour, however fast you're going. That also it could. Those cars are so covered in ads. The horn could be another sponsorship. Like it just shouts a brand name. Wonder Bread. Yeah. <laughs> Affleck. M&Ms. 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 Just try to get around. <laughs> making the other driver hungry like mm, M&M's. <laughs> and uh there's one more number here before the takeaways the next number is 2021 we're back to that year oh we're back to the, oh my god throwback. jumping everywhere that is the most recent guidance i could find for whether you should honk your car horn at a bear oh if you're driving if a bear is approaching your car is the bear uh, alone or is the bear also driving a car? <laughs> <laughs> And is it a regular car or a NASCAR? Uh-huh. You really got to break all these down. <laughs> the bear's horn is just like salmon, berries, salmon, berries. <laughs> like... Sleep, sleep. Bear sleep. products. Sleep. Yeah. Sleep. Honey, honey, honey. Oh, honey's a good one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, do we do we beat so the bear? Yeah. Um, so the yeah, this is uh, National Geographic. They did a piece last year, which we'll link, and it's about the general practice of how to go to a U.S. national park and see the big cool animals without leaving your car. Like, what are the spots you can drive through and see bison and elk and stuff? And they talked to National Park Service Public Affairs Specialist Kathy Cupper. She said that if a bear approaches or touches your car, quote. It is recommended to honk the horn and safely drive away to discourage this behavior, end quote. So you should honk at a bear. You don't, like, stay silent and play dead or something. You try to scare it away. I love this. Add it to the driver's manuals. One official time (laughs) you're supposed to use your horn. 
Yes. Yeah. Excellent. Vindicated. That's kind of the most useful horn guidance I've ever like received versus my driving education. Yeah, sure. Like <laughs> I like that it's a hard yes. Yeah, do it. Beep at the bear. <laughs> <laughs> and they also, if if you want to see bears from the road, they say Grand Teton National Park in Wyoming. That's the best U.S. Let's national go. park. So the three Hot of tips. us, we slide uh-huh. into a NASCAR, drive there fast, and then we're going to check it out. Yeah. <laughs> what a, I mean, we're going to need a minute. I'm in Canada, you guys. <laughs> I got to cross some borders. And I also have my own bears, not to brag. But okay. <laughs> wow, right. we got bears up here, so I was genuinely <laughs> listening for actual advice. <laughs> I've seen them, and I'll see more. <laughs> Off of that, we are going to a short break, followed by a whole new takeaway. Back for another game. You know it. What's going on? Just one more week till Max Fun Drive. <laughs> Hard to believe. It's been a heck of a year since the last one. We're now a worker-owned co-op. We raised $50,000 for charity last year. And we've added a bunch of awesome new shows. But do you think we're ready to do it again? Absolutely. Lovely new gifts are lined up. The episodes will be amazing, and wait till everyone hears the bonus content. Yeah, plus they know to go to MaximumFun.org newsletter, so they're getting all the news. Oh, like that meetup day is on Thursday, March 21st. Then what's bothering you? Me? Oh, nothing. We're all set for Max Fun Drive to start on Monday, March 18th. I just didn't want you to see this coming. Check. What? Hang on! It's hard to explain what happens on Jordan Jesse Go. So I had my kids do it. Saying swear words. Saying swear words. Yeah, um, bad jokes. Bad jokes? Bad jokes. Maybe it's like you tell people that you're going to interview them and then you just stay there like, like really quiet and try and creep them out. <laughs> it's just really boring. Because of Jordan, right? Not me. Because of both of you. Oh. Subscribe to Jordan Jesse Go, a comedy show for grown-ups. Linda, and there's one more number straight into the first takeaway. Yet another year. It is 1908. And 1908 is the year when inventor Miller Reese Hutchison patented a device called the klaxon. And uh, that brings us into takeaway number one. The klaxon was one of the first popular car horns before it became an alarm system and a sound effect. I don't know if everybody knows a klaxon noise. It's that, like, awooga, like that, that funny, you know. <laughs> now we're talking. Can I, can I get that one more time, Alex? Oh, you mean a, awooga, you know? <laughs> okay, the sound of being sexually harassed is the sound of the klaxon. <laughs> it's like the sound of seeing a hunk. Yeah. yeah that's, that's the sound. Right. Hello, nurse. <laughs> yeah. No, turning out of gas. <laughs> the cars just made that sound at first. Okay. Yeah, as, as long-time listeners know, I'm a wolf wearing a suit and a hat and walking on my hind legs. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> All checks out. Yeah. 
I'm so glad that you didn't get the sounds before we started. Like you said, yeah. you might. This is way better. Because also, this sounds. Also, I did. I knew what you meant exactly. Well done. Oh, good. Yeah. Because it's like, it stayed with us as a comedy sound effect and then separately as an alarm system, especially for like submarines. But for multiple decades, it was one of the main car horns. And with the, with this particular sound, I did find an example. And maybe I'll cut it in here. I'll see how loud it is. But the example I found was so loud. I think it might be like really unpleasant for <laughs> the listener. So if I found it, if I got a pleasant level of it, you will hear it here. And great, you might have heard it, I don't know. Because it's really loud, it turns out. But that was how they used to be. So it was really loud, it was really long, it was a little harassy, and people were worried they wouldn't hear this over a radio a few years later. That's part of what's wild about that fear, yeah. Seems intrusive. Society had the craziest car horns, and they were like, how will they hear it over, like... A piano on the radio. Like, I I think they'll hear it. (laughs) (laughs) But, and uh, and yeah, and there's a couple sources for this section. There's a How Stuff Works video by Lauren Vogelbach, a Technology Connections video by Alec Watson, a piece for Car and Driver by Nick Kershevsky, and then a book, it's just called Car, but it's by Gregory Votolato, who's a lecturer at the Victoria and Albert Museum and teaches design. This is sort of the origin of all car horns, including the klaxon. The a few wealthy. I love the way. Yeah, go ahead. I love the way you're pronouncing this. The klaxon, like there's also a klax off. Yeah. <laughs> klax <Klax-off. laughs> off. And I didn't look up any clips of anyone saying it. I think that's how it's pronounced, but maybe I'm doing it crazy. I just I feel like it's like a softer X, like a klaxon, but but I like klaxon. Yeah. I want to make it like a little more elegant and be like klaxon. I quickly Googled and Google had a little pronunciation thing. It is definitely Klaxon. I have been saying it strange for my entire life. Uh, thank you for checking. <laughs> I was genuinely enamored. I'm not going to lie. Klaxon has been me on the streets all the time. It's <laughs> you been just chaos. blend it on like, your, your Chicago accent. Like, that's just how we say it in the Midwest. <laughs> Me, me and Eileen, we're going to go to Portillo's later. We're going to say klaxon to people. Uh-huh. And it's going to be great. And they're going to be like, what is that? And then they'll be like, e number nine, looking fine. Because they make rhymes with your numbers when you get a hot dog. I love it. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> this is some good Chicago specifics. <laughs> yeah. So the and so the klaxon, I guess that's how they say it. Uh, this. No, go back to the old way. <laughs> No, I'll get tweets. I'll get tweets. Let that, that's engagement. That's free engagement. We all know how the socials work. <laughs> right, do stuff intentionally wrong and then your numbers go up, yeah. That is what happens. That's really though. what happens, yeah. <laughs> I used to be told like, oh, you know, like put the comma in a wrong spot because people will correct it. I'll be like, okay, yeah. it's 2014. <laughs> I run a nerd website. I get so many tweets, you guys. The yeah. nerds don't like it when you make a mistake. No, but then they're just pawns in our quest for more engagement. <laughs> it's true. But the so the klaxon is it's one of the two early really popular car horns, and 
Car and Driver talked to Matt Anderson, who is the curator for transportation at the Henry Ford Museum in Michigan. And he says, like, early, early on in the 1880s, 1890s, some cars had air horns, like that bulb horn you squeeze and it's a little bulb, you know. And then I guess some of them had horns connected to the exhaust system, like it would cut into the exhaust pipe and shoot air through a noisemaker and it sounded sort of like a train whistle. Um, but Imagine at- confetti coming out with it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm measuring like the 60s Batmobile for some reason. <laughs> Fire exhausts that make Man. sound. But I'm always thinking of the 1960s Batmobile, so that's on me. Like the U.S. and Canada for the past, I don't know, 120, 130 years have generated some really funny vehicles. Good job, <laughs> these countries. There are so many wacky vehicles we did. It's the best. Like we invent a superhero. Obviously, he has a wild and crazy car. Like, duh, that's the next step. Great. Yeah. He's dressed like a bat. His car's dressed like a bat. Of course. Yeah. Naturally. <laughs> but hey, don't bat, aren't bats mainly flying? Shut up. It's a car. He has a car. That's his main thing. <laughs> He's rich and he didn't go to therapy. <laughs> yeah. He also has a plane shaped like a bat. So don't worry about it. His friend is named after a bird, but doesn't dress like a bird. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Spider-Man had a Jeep for a while in the comics. That's right! Spider-Man had a Jeep? <laughs> yeah, I think it was just so that so they silly. could sell some plastic Jeeps. But uh, definitely he would, like, Yeah, it could like stick to walls as well, but it was like very much like, don't you just go faster than this Jeep most of the time? He's like, I do. I do go faster than this Jeep. I'm Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, uh, and so in, in like the start of the 1900s, most cars have batteries, so they have electrical systems. And then we really get two major car horns. In 1910, there's a British inventor named Oliver Lucas. He's credited with inventing a relatively simple electric car horn that is pretty similar to what we have today. But 1910, that was that. Two years earlier, in 1908, Miller Reese Hutchinson patents the klaxon. The name comes from the Greek language word for I shriek. That's where they got that name. And it was a brand name for selling these klaxons to people. And a lot of cars didn't have a standard horn or gave you options as, like, it's one of the accessories you pick when you're setting up, like, finalizing your car. And a lot of people picked klaxons. So a lot of, like, 1910s, 20s, 30s cars have that awooga, like, that very funny, old-sounding horn. (laughs) Because that was one of the main ones. It was that or kind of a similar to the modern standard one. Those were the main options. I can't believe that every movie that has a car that makes that sound is historically accurate. That is just crazy to me. Yeah. It's always used to such comedic effect. <laughs> now I want to see a really serious period piece movie that has the funny car horn sound. Oh. <laughs> like, I guess you could, you could just take, um, before they get on the ship in Titanic, like when they pull up, just edit in a bunch of awoogas. Like, why not? That feels right. I'm going to I'm going to put them in at the end when they get saved, when it's really sad. <laughs> I'm not going to do I'm gonna put it in the middle when they have their sex scene in the car. Uh, <laughs> oh, there is a car. <laughs> like you found the only car on the, on the Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. James Cameron, you thought your movie was perfect, but wait till you hear this. <laughs> Oh, basically no moment of that movie that shouldn't have one, you know? I think the whole yeah, thing. Great yeah. point. There's there's cars in the hold. Draw Freaking. me like one of your French girls. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh, is that an iceberg? A woman. Beep, 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 beep. A woman's heart is an ocean of secrets. A wooga. <laughs> I'm Billy Zane. I have to leave. A wooga. <laughs> <laughs> I like finding out which we all think are the pivotal moments of Titanic. <laughs> Pretty easy edit. And, it, you know, the, the Titanic, it truly is of this era. There's a thing where just car buying massively spikes right after these both these types of horns roll out, like Claxon's 1908, regular horns 1910. And according to Gregory Votolato's book, car sales truly massively spiked in the U.S., apparently... In 1900, there were 8,000 cars registered in the U.S., and 12 years later, there were 1 million. Wow! So from 8,000 to 1 million. So basically, everybody's first car purchase was in the Klaxon era. Like, it, it was, oh, that's a horn, sure. Like, they would just do it, even though it was kind of wacky and crazy. Wow! That's just so many so fast. So many yeah. dudes were like, I just got a, a wooga my way in through the world. <laughs> Yeah, and a lot of it's Henry Ford. A lot of it's him rolling out the, <laughs> it's about to call it the iPhone of cars, but you know what I mean. Like, the, everyone suddenly bought it and made it part of their lives. That's accurate. <laughs> but just to be, able, to be able to make that many in, like, a year is what's wild. Yeah. Not even just purchasing, but, because they're, they're big. This isn't like making a tiny little iPhone. <laughs> it's true. Cars, cars are, are big. Cars are big. big. I don't know if you've seen a car, but they're pretty big. Have you seen a car? That's true. It's not small. They're gonna it's amaze big. you. <laughs> it's bigger yeah. than an iPhone. And, it, <laughs> and this also this happened in other countries too. I guess from 1904 to 1910, so just six years, the number of British cars quadrupled. And then also, uh, his book actually says that at the turn of the century, France was the biggest car maker in the world because Ford hadn't gotten going yet, and France massively ramped up production, like just. This first decade or two of the century, everybody was like, I'm getting a car. Great. I'm getting that horn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess there's a car attached to it. I just want that horn. And uh, and yeah, and Matt Anderson from the Ford Museum, he says that horns were mainly seen as a politeness item. Like you were expected to honk your horn if you were coming up to pedestrians to let them know, hey, a car is coming. So it was a it was a like, well met, sir. Like kind of, I have a horn. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> now that would be a great horn sound. Oh yeah. Good day. Good day. <laughs> With like the jitteriness as well. Not even like a clean take. <laughs> good, good day. <laughs> like the first wax cylinder ever invented was used to record it. So we can't get another take. That's it. That's what we got. Only had the Cut, one. print. I also love the idea that a pedestrian didn't see a car in, like, 1908. Like, there's nothing else on the road, and it's loud as hell. You did not need a politeness horn. They're just, like, standing there and be like, is that a horse or a car? And then, <laughs> beep, beep, like, oh, it's a car! A wooga! A wooga! Good yeah. day! <laughs> yeah, nothing else in the world made noise yet back then. Yeah. Like, it, it's birds and cars. <laughs> It's 1908. I'm sorry. There's no other sounds. Those are the only two. <laughs> kind of, yeah. You wake up and you can hear a bird or you can hear a car. Yeah. I actually, well, I'm going to link a, a article from Untapped New York because they have like a journal account of what 1890s New York City was like. And they say it was a lot quieter on the streets. 
because there was some horse noises and that was about it. Yeah, man. Let's go back. Let's all, or like make it all like NASCAR. Get rid of the horns, you know, pull them out. Clearly, we don't need them unless you meet a bear. Uh-huh. Unless you meet a yeah. bear. Right, for bears. Yeah. <laughs> only, for, only for bears. <laughs> and the, it could be behind a little like break in case of bear glass. <laughs> That's where we'll put the horns. And the horns are now bears only. I'm, I'm now I'm thinking basically every car I've seen or had the horn symbol is a little bugle picture. Like it's a picture of a trumpet kind of thing. But like I wish it was yeah. a bear approaching a car. Like <laughs> that would be amazing. You look down, you're like bear, 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 bear. bear. <laughs> salmon, salmon, salmon. Yeah. <laughs> well, and uh, and yeah, and then in the 1920s and 30s car drivers end up settling on the sort of regular electric car horn, I'll call it, the not klaxon one. And apparently that's pretty similar to what we have today. The How Stuff Works calls it an electromechanical machine. The key key part is a steel diaphragm, like a flat piece of steel. And with electricity, your car makes that get a charge through it. There's a magnetic field and then the diaphragm oscillates. It moves back and forth very quickly. And that creates a noise. It's pretty hard to describe as audio. I'm going to link pictures and diagrams of this. But uh, but that basic mechanic was those sort of, quote unquote, regular electric car horns. And one reason that overtook klaxons is that klaxons were a diaphragm getting struck by teeth on a rotating wheel with another motor attached to it. And there were just a lot more parts. And so between that and the crazy noise people moved away from klaxons after a while that's why they're not on all the cars today bring it back <laughs> i'm actually embarrassed to admit this but i actually kind of always thought car horns were i had no idea they were electric powered i really thought you were just like beeping a horn like when you hold like a like a clown horn and you're like beep, beep. oh yeah <laughs> i yeah, i thought you were genuinely just fur, fur. Well, too many sounds i gotta pick one but <laughs> I thought you were making the horn sound like when you press a real horn. If if you made me guess before I researched this podcast episode, I, I might have guessed that. Like, I, I didn't really know. Yeah. Okay. But it's it's it turns out it's primarily electrical. And also, if your horn ever stops working, the chief reason is usually some kind of electrical system not coming together anymore or short circuiting or something. Yeah. So as a car outsider, if your battery's dead, you have no horn? Yeah, it should be, because apparently other than the starter, your horn takes the most electricity out of any electric-based action that, like, a combustion car does. Really? Yeah, according to how stuff works. Damn. That feels like when you find out, like, an app you don't use is draining your phone, and you're like, what are you doing (laughs) using all that energy in the background? How dare you? Yeah. I assumed it was the brakes that were causing all this power. Right. (laughs) Yeah, unless one of the mechanical metal parts is broken, it's an electrical thing is usually why a horn stops working. But you really think it's like one of those bike bulb horns or something if you are forced to describe it, which which we're not usually. Yeah. Maybe because, as you said, also, there is a picture of a bugle on there that I could just use without electricity. Yeah. So it's a misleading image. Yeah, it's very old fashioned. It's like it's like a Civil War bugle. I don't know why. It's like how like if you're saving something on a modern computer, it's still like a floppy disk like uh, symbol they depress. Like this isn't. What is this? Yeah. Sometimes we just sometimes we just max out on what a symbol can be. <laughs> There's nothing else. We just peaked. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, and as far as old things, like klaxons are still available and Alec Watson's video, it's a great channel. It's called Technology Connections. He he demonstrates like he shows the housing and mechanism of a regular horn and then shows a klaxon one. He tells you in the video, like, by the way, I adjusted the levels on everything because the klaxon was way louder than the rest of this stuff. It's really unpleasant. But also you can just buy one. And he said it was also the cheapest one he bought for the video because... They're still available. They still have applications, especially on submarines or for other alerts. You'll you'll hear a klaxon type sound repeatedly if a submarine is diving or surfacing. You know, oh, most yeah. of us do not experience this, but they they are no, still no, used for stuff. Yeah, constantly on a submarine. <laughs> right. <I'm sure. laughs> right, you don't drive, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm a water based traveler. I uh, I don't have a car, but I have a submarine. <laughs> don't you worry. You know, also. When I say submarine, I mean like Navy ones, but coming back to Titanic, again, when they are searching underneath the water. Thank uh, you. It all comes back to Titanic. <laughs> this could also be an, an application. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> also the, and I think I only ever saw it written, which is why I've been saying it strangely forever, but I learned the word klaxon from Star Trek because that's what they call that's the right. alarm on the bridge of the first ship and then there the other different sounds like they're taking it from this like military alert application of what used to be a car horn i've actually been trying to figure out why i even knew the word klaxon and star trek makes a lot of sense because yeah, I, I was that, i've also i'm going on that same journey as you in my brain right now oh, cool. like, oh, that's why <laughs> i was leaning towards stargate though i think they also might have a klaxon because they're always like gate room I think stuff's they happening do. i should know this but i don't at the top of my head <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should know Stargate lore. I should know it. Yeah. <laughs> My job is to know these things, people. Pluto TV. Because <laughs> I, like, I, I've never seen Stargate, but they're in those military outfits, right? So it's probably mm-hmm. a military klaxon kind of thing. Makes sense. Yeah. It's very military-based. I also learned the word chevron from Stargate. They use that word a lot for some reason. Oh, for like insignias of rank? Like, yeah, but also the things on the Stargate are called chevrons. Yeah, they'll reason. be like, chevrons are locked. And they're like, okay. They're get, oh, they're so locked. They're so locked. <laughs> Whenever they get locked, I get amped. <laughs> <laughs> like, the, the adventures have had to start when the chevrons are locked. That reason. <laughs> and the klaxon. <laughs> oh. That use of chevron is like a thousand percent sillier than I expected. That's amazing. Uh, it's really fun. <laughs> You gotta lock seven chevrons or the gate's not gonna open, Alex. <laughs> Alex, are you paying attention, Alex? <laughs> are you writing this down? It's secretly incredibly fascinating. I don't know if you know. <laughs> when and also with other loud horns, like the only other thing really to say about this car horn evolution is that it's pretty separate from air horns. Because air horns are actually on a bunch of other vehicles, in particular. Most trucks, most buses, most trains, uh, most like boats and lighthouses are all different kinds of air horns. So a car horn's actually like a little bit unique in the big vehicle world for horns. Genuine question, which one's louder? Because I kind of want to lean towards car. I, but I think the big one should be louder. I would think an air horn is, but I don't actually know, yeah. Okay. And especially because right. air horns can be such different sizes. Car horns are all pretty much that one little thing, yeah. That makes sense. Trains are big. Yeah. I love that story before, too, where you're saying, like, kind of like, oh, a train has no choice. Of course it's honking. Like, it's just on rails. It, it, it has no free will. A car can turn. The train, the train is like, it takes me 20 minutes to stop. You gotta move. <laughs> yeah. 
I cannot be the one who stops in this scenario. So yeah, you better have the best horn. <laughs> and everyone's like, thank you, train. You are doing your job. Yeah. No one's ever mad at Keep a train. <laughs> Love that for trains. Well, and there's only one other big takeaway for the main episode. Then we'll have bonus feature stuff about horns. But here we go. Takeaway number two. Many modern car horns are made of two horns that play a musical interval. Go on. <laughs> and it's the same sources as before. I, until researching this, like, I just thought it was one sound but it turns out most car horns it's two entire separate horn devices and they are set up to play different notes in usually a minor third they're a major lift (laughs) (laughs) um but okay i can't really picture what's happening so like the sound i hear is two sounds mixed together yeah and they're close enough and mixed enough that we just don't detect it really but it's one of the reasons a horn catches our ear that we notice it more. Yeah, here I'll I'll do this for people later when I edit. I'm going to put in a couple horn sounds, so they're not around you. Here comes a couple horn sounds. So nice. Here's how the horn sounds on a 2020 Aston Martin Vantage. Pretty solid, just like I expected it to be. Let's see how the horn sounds on the G63 AMG here. Wow, that's pretty powerful. It's actually really loud. I don't know if you can hear it. Pretty solid. Great. So you heard a couple horn sounds. If you're anything like me, you heard that, and it was still kind of hard to detect the two notes. But there are two notes in there. Now let's hear how the horn sounds on the 2021 Lexus LC500 convertible. Hear how the horn sounds on the 2020 Acura NSX. Pretty solid. Love it. Folks, we'll, we'll have this link that's a YouTube channel called Omar Drives, and he does car videos. And then also, I think every time he tested a car for the entire year of 2020, he also got a little clip of what the horn is like. So if you just want to hear a series of new car horns, you can do that. Like some of them, I, if I'm listening really hard, I feel like I can hear an interval, but it's pretty blended. It's not, it's not super obvious. I think the second one, I was like, yeah, that's two sounds. But I never would have said that until you told me stuff. Maybe if like one sound breaks, it's like backup sounds in there. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't find other reasons for this, but that seems like it would be one reason. Yeah, because you still have some sound coming out of your car. Uh, This is Alec Watson said that the most common interval is a minor third because it's a little bit irritating. And that's part of what catches your ear when you hear this. And that interval is also popular in the world of sirens. If you've ever heard a European two-tone siren, where it's like, oh, doo, I love doo, doo, doo. best siren. <laughs> yeah, and I love it in like Bourne movies and stuff. You know, like it's fun. But uh, but it turns out that is also a similar interval, and so that siren is also catching your ear the same way. Cool. I actually just also really liked that guy's attitude about horns. He was very stoked about every single one of those, and I wish I loved anything as much as that. Yeah, I maybe it's just him. I'm like looking yeah. up his. I'm like, what's this man's attire online portfolio? <laughs> you know, when I put that clip in, I was gonna cut out him talking. I'm gonna leave it in for the couple of horns. He loves it. It Omar's is. Very it happy. makes it so much better. Yeah. He's never heard a horn he didn't like. It's so far. I only got a minute in. I. It's a five minute video, which is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's wild how long that video was. All of 2020, it was like these are the horns, folks. Yeah, it's a it's a really good attitude. Yeah. <laughs> Omar, I'm proud of you. Wherever you are. 
Me too. This is the best thing we've learned about horns today, that Omar loves them and that he's got a whole career based around horns. <laughs> Excellent. I'm, I'm starting to turn around on horns now, honestly. Yeah. Omar brought us all together as a society. Omar. It's great. Omar Drives. I choose to believe that Drives is his actual last name. <laughs> he was born for this. <laughs> yeah, now I'm imagining he was he's Batman, like he grew up at Drives Manor and like had to take on the mantle of uh-huh. driving. <laughs> Batman's last name isn't Batman. Yeah, that's true. Doesn't make any <laughs> that's sense. That's a big giveaway. Like, yeah, I, think, I figured out who this Batman guy is. Yeah. It's probably Bruce it's Batman. The guy's last name yeah. is Batman. <laughs> That is the main episode for this week. My thanks to Diana McCullum and Eileen O'Connell for really leaning into the noises with me, as I was. Anyway, I said that's the main episode because there is more secretly incredibly fascinating stuff available to you right now. If you support this show on Patreon.com. Patrons get a bonus show every week where we explore one obviously incredibly fascinating story, related to the main episode. This week's bonus topic is the surprising future of car horns. Car horns may be going away. That's the future. Visit sifpod.fun for that bonus show, for a library of almost eight dozen other bonus shows, and to back this entire podcast operation. And thank you for exploring car horns with us. Here's one more run through the big takeaways. Takeaway number one, the klaxon was one of the first popular car horns before it became an alarm system and sound effect. Takeaway number two, many modern car horns are made of two horns that play a musical interval. And then tons of bonus stuff about race cars, angry bears, air horns, and the surprisingly kind of made up laws governing car horns. Love it. Those are the takeaways. Also, please follow my guests. They're great. Diana McCullum is the co-creator of FromSuperheroes.com, and she's the co-host of the Talk From Superheroes podcast, which is just great, funny, pop culture, enjoyable podcasting. It's been nominated for six Canadian podcast awards. That site and podcast are linked in the episode links. Diana is also at Words of Diana on Twitter. And then Eileen O'Connell is at the letter I underscore lean, L-E-A-N. At I underscore L-E-A-N. Very funny Twitter handle and very funny writer. You can follow her link tree and the rest of her links on Twitter to see all kinds of stuff she's done. I'm going to link a few highlights, but really glad to have her on the show. Just great. Many research sources this week. Here are some key ones. A lot of videos were very handy this week, in particular a How Stuff Works video by Lauren Vogelbach and a Technology Connections video by Alec Watson. I also leaned on a book called Car that is by Gregory Votolato. He is a lecturer at the Victoria and Albert Museum and a design teacher at the Royal College of Art in London. Find those and many more sources in this episode's links at sifpod.fun. And beyond all that, our theme music is Unbroken Unshaven by the Budos Band. Our show logo is by artist Burton Durand. Special thanks to Chris Souza for audio mastering on this episode. Extra, extra special thanks go to our patrons. I hope you love this week's bonus show. 
And thank you to all our listeners. I'm thrilled to say we will be back next week with more Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. So how about that? Talk to you then. <laughs>